Thanks, and welcome to Ask BBB. Ask BBB provides information about activities of the Better Business Bureau serving Western Ontario. Accredited businesses give consumers trusted information that helps in choosing products and services. And business owners and managers share insights that can benefit other business operators to conduct their business with trust and integrity. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Linda is the CEO and the president of BBB Serving Western Ontario. Uh, It's that time of year again. The Lifetime Home Show is on at the Western Fair Agriplex. The Better Business Bureau is one of 300 exhibitors. And later on the program, we'll talk to one of the organizers who can help us with what we'll see and do. And we've been talking about new starts in this first month of the new year. And continuing with that theme this morning, we talk about debt management. Our guest is Paul J. Pickering, one of the trustees of Paul J. Pickering & Associates Insolvency Trustees. Good morning, Paul. Good morning. Paul, is there a short answer to what your firm does? Not really. We sort of sum everything up as we're helpers. We help people gain a financial footing and moving forward. Paul, credit and debt are part of everybody's business and personal life. It's just we couldn't function without it. But in terms of personal debt, what's what's a reasonable level of debt and, and at what point should people begin to see warning signs? There, There's no real clear answer in the sense that everybody's situation is different. People that are earning hundreds of thousands of dollars can obviously carry debt better than somebody earning $20,000. So everything is is based on its own facts. What we look for is can you make the payments? Can you pay your credit card off at the end of each month? Can you live a month without your credit card? Can you put it away for a month and just live on cash and make your payments? If you can't, you're heading down a very slippery road. The other the other thing that we're seeing far much far more of are the payday loans where people are going in borrowing 200 bucks for the week paying back $230 but that's $230 they don't have in their paycheck for the next week and it becomes a very bad cycle does your firm do consultations before people are in trouble to help them avoid those problems we would like to but unfortunately we are the last solution for a lot of people that have hit the wall, so to speak. So, But you would do debt counseling if people wanted to do that sort of thing? We have tried over the years to get that word out that we are not just bankruptcy people, that we will help people get their finances in order before they have to come and see us. Well, you've already given us a little bit of an idea of, of ways that people get into debt. What, but what are some of the reasons that people stay in debt longer? Basically, they don't want to give up luxuries. You want to have the big house, you got to have the big mortgage. You want the fancy Lexus and BMWs, you got to pay for them. And people want that status that they have those assets and that they can afford to have them because it's just cash flow. And as long as they maintain that cash flow, they just keep buying and buying because the guy next door has a bigger car. What's the difference between a consumer proposal and a declaration of bankruptcy? 
The consumer proposal is a reorganization of the debt. It's the ability to go to the creditors and say, hey, guys, I can't afford to pay back all of this, but I can afford to pay back part of it. Bankruptcy is what I sort of refer to as the termination of the debt, that I just can't pay anything back. I need to terminate it and start over again. But the proposal gives us the ability to reorganize it without having to go bankrupt. So does your company or companies like yours then consult with people to figure out which one of those uh, situations is going to best fit theirs? Correct. Because again, as I said before, every situation is different. And if you have assets that you would lose in a bankruptcy, you might want to do a proposal so that you don't lose those assets. Because not only is bankruptcy a termination of debt, it is also a termination of the assets that you have. Now, you talked a little bit about uh, payday loans and payday companies. There are other um, situations where people talk about consolidating debt. Is that what you do or are there companies that uh, do that separately and that might just um, get us into another whole bag of of, uh, problems? Consolidation is really something that people just use that word as sort of a catch-all. But a true consolidation loan is being able to go into your bank and say, look, I have 14 credit cards. I want to put it into one loan and pay that loan off over a five-year period. Okay, That is the true consolidation, is to bring it all in. To hear some of the ads to consolidate this and consolidate that, it's really not a true consolidation loan. You may have touched on this earlier, but if you declare bankruptcy, does it mean you have to dispose of all of those assets and possessions? If they are non-exempt assets, there are certain things that nobody can ever take away from somebody. And that's your basic living requirements, your furniture, your personal items, your clothing and things like that. A motorized vehicle is exempt from seizure, but up to a certain value. Nobody could take your tools of the trade away. So if you require tools for the purposes of earning income. But when when we talk about losing specific assets, we're talking more about toys and things. So if you have your boats and your sea dues and you have stocks and bonds and investments, those are potentially assets that you're going to lose. If somebody has been a cosigner for somebody who's declaring bankruptcy, will they be dragged into all of this and be responsible for that debt? They will be held responsible for it. And the general rule of thumb, if you sign it, you got to pay it, no matter whether it's for your brother, mother, sister, or child. So what is meant when we say a debt is discharged and when you declare bankruptcy, how long is it before everything is resolved and the debt's considered discharged? Well, discharged means you are released from any obligation to that debt. So the debt is there, but once you come out of the bankruptcy, and it isn't a matter of going bankrupt, it's a matter of finishing the bankruptcy, receiving what is called your discharge. And once you receive your discharge, it eliminates the obligation to the debt so that if you're a first-time bankrupt and you have no surplus income, you can come out of your bankruptcy at the end of nine months. If you're a second-time bankrupt with no surplus income, you can come out of your bankruptcy at 24 months. 
provided you have complied with the legislation and done the things that you're supposed to do. You're listening to Ask BBB, and our guest is Paul J. Pickering. And we're going to be taking a short break, and when we return, we'll continue our conversation. Welcome back to Ask BBB, a weekly program produced by the Better Business Bureau serving Western Ontario. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Our guest this morning is Paul J. Pickering of Paul J. Pickering & Associates Insolvency and Trustees. And before the break, we were talking about discharge. So, Paul, picking it up from there, once all your debt is discharged, how do you reestablish a positive credit rating? Basically, guaranteed credit cards is one option. But what we find is don't go chasing credit. The more you chase credit or try to apply for credit, the more damage is going to happen to your credit file. Our basic comment to everybody is go out, get a small credit card, get yourself going again, but keep your nose clean. Don't have any more black marks on your credit bureau. Don't miss a hydro payment. Don't miss a union gas payment, but keep your nose clean and just start slowly to build up your credit. How long does that usually take, Paul? Again, circumstances are individual. We've seen people that have been able to reestablish themselves within a year to two years. We've seen people with with less ability to earn income that it's taken five, six, seven years to get themselves back on track. Well, speaking of income, many seniors find themselves cash poor, but they have a fairly large equity in their home. What's the best way to access that equity without without losing the asset? Is a home equity line of credit a wise thing or or how does that compare with a reverse mortgage? Well, I, our position or my, I guess my position on that matter is to access the equity, you need to sell. If you're having a cash flow problem and you're trying to maintain a, a significant asset, maybe it's the property taxes, maybe it's a small mortgage. Maybe it's uh, the utilities coming in on 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 the property. Mm. Look at downsizing. Look at getting whatever equity out of the property, downsizing to a smaller place or even into rental accommodation because even with the equity line of credit and the reverse mortgage, you're actually now going to increase your cash flow outflow because you're now going to have interest. The reverse mortgage from our position is not a good investment. They give you very little equity out of your property. Yeah, you don't have to pay it back. You can use that money. But when you go to sell your property, you've just wasted away a whole lot of equity in the property because the interest rate continues to tick on the money that they have given you. Disagreeing on finances is one of the things that can lead to separation or divorce, and that can lead to even more disagreement on finances. What steps should we take to protect our finances in a separation or divorce? The number one thing that people have got to look at is not having joint debts. To maintain your debt obligations on a separate basis. And what we see a lot of is in when people do come in that are going through matrimonial distress, they have separation agreements that say this person will pay this debt, this person will pay that debt. And of course, 
one of the spouses goes bankrupt or refuses to pay it, and it's a joint debt. So now the left, I want to call it the leftover spouse, um, <laughs> is now responsible for all the debt. And people have come in and said, look, this is what my separation agreement is. Why am I being held responsible for it? And the problem is nobody has said to the bank, remove this person. And the bank's going, well, we don't have to remove them. They signed for it. So when you start the um, separation agreement, then you want to make sure you split the accounts at that point? Then? You should. You should get off, like get separate debt obligations, agree to what's going to be paid and try to do it in an amicable manner and basically say, look, we owe $40,000. You get a loan for twenty. I get a loan for twenty, and we're all happy and we all walk away from it. So when we run into debt problems, one area of debt might be unpaid taxes. Is debt due to government treated any differently than debt to individuals, financial institutions, companies, or businesses? No. Revenue Canada or Canada Revenue Agency, as it is now known, except for one mild exception, um, is no different than MasterCard, Visa, or American Express. They are an unsecured creditor. The only part of the government debt that is really important when somebody is looking into a, into a business bankruptcy are source deductions, where a company has deducted money from an employee and not remitted it to Canada Revenue Agency. So, you know, if Mr. Swan was getting a paycheck this week and they held back $300 from him and did not send it to Canada Revenue Agency, that's now a trust that the company is holding that $300 in trust for the government and therefore they have priority over that money. And that's a business uh, bankruptcy. Is it any different with a personal bankruptcy? Um if you have employees, if you're running a sole proprietorship or anything like that, yes, the deemed trust will always be there. But with respect to in a bankruptcy, any HST that is owed by the business, personal taxes owed by the business are basically all unsecured debt and rank with the credit cards and the bank loans. What should we know about an insolvency trustee before we enter into a contract with one? The insolvency trustee is actually an officer of the court. The insolvency trustee does not work for you. They are an intermediary. They work between you and the creditors, but their ultimate responsibility is to the court. And we are officers of the court. We are supposedly neutral, um, and we are to advise the debtor of this is what you have to do. These are your obligations. But it's also to make sure the creditors are being treated fairly. So um, how do we contact a company like yours or your company? And uh, what, what should we expect when we do make the contact? Well, for us particularly, it's very simple. You just call us. Uh, it's not a big deal. We're, we've got a website and we're in the phone book, if there is a phone book now. Um, but we're mostly on Google. and But what what you should expect is to be treated with respect. You should be treated as if you are no different than anybody else. And how much does this cost? 
Fees vary. Fees vary all over. If everybody's calling up a trustee saying, what's it going to cost to go bankrupt today? The general rule of thumb for a basic bankruptcy is $1,800. Paul, we want to thank you very much for your time and uh, for sharing this with us. And uh, for those out there, they now know how they can get in touch with you. And of course, they can look onto the BBB directory to find you as well. You're listening to Ask BBB, and our guest has been Paul J. Pickering, one of the trustees of Paul J. Pickering and Associates, insolvency trustees, and accredited business with the Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating. We'll return in a moment to talk about the Lifestyle Home Show, on now at the Western Fair Agriplex. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Well, the Lifestyle Home Show is on right now at the Western Fair Agriplex. The show opened last night, and the doors opened this morning at 10 o'clock. And we have on the line right now Rebecca Wilcox, who is the Lifestyle Home Show Sale Coordinator. Good morning, Rebecca. Good morning. Thanks for the opportunity, folks. Well, the show is underway right now, so we know that a lot of people have uh, gone through the turnstiles. How late is the show open? Well, today being Saturday, we are open till 8 p.m. this evening and again tomorrow, Sunday, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. And in addition to the exhibitors, we understand there's stage shows uh, being offered. Uh, What are the demonstrations that are being offered uh, this weekend? Yeah, so we're really excited to bring a couple of stars on stage. We have Amber Mack, who will be on this afternoon, 1.30 and 3.30. And then we have Ramson Katchi, who's on uh, tomorrow, Sunday at 1 p.m. And then we have a full schedule of um, vendors who are also doing some stage shows. We've got Heather with TLC, and we also have Pauline with Just In Time and many others as well. Can we just back up a little bit to what uh, Amber Mack is going to be talking about? Uh, she's, she's a tech person, right? She sure is. So she um, is really into artificial intelligence, so social media. Many Goodness. of the things that go along with that. Yes, I, I know yes. that, that we, uh, we talk about smart appliances and smart homes, so she'll probably have some tips to tell us how that's going to work out. Absolutely. She's paired up with um, one of our sponsors, who's a member, Titan Automation, who is also working on some automated kitchens, so kind of a neat connection. Uh, Rebecca, uh, how many exhibitors uh, altogether are there at the Lifestyle uh, Home Show, and what what sorts of things uh, are we going to see? Well, this year we've got close to 600 booths um, on the floor, featuring about uh, 285 different vendors, um, anywhere from some builders, renovators, you have some home decor, some leisure and spa, and then, of course, we like to tie in some of those lifestyle vendors. You can pick up a a steam mop or some handmade soap or whatever it is that you're looking for. Is there a strategy to, to be able to make your way around the home show? Well, we just want people to come in and be comfortable. You know, choose your path and take your time and walk through and, and meet the vendors and um, just enjoy the atmosphere. There's lots to see and lots to do. Um, so just enjoy your time there. And Linda, I know the BBB is going to be there shaking some hands. Yeah, Jim, many of our accredited business members are also exhibitors. So uh, consumers should look for the BBB tent card logo uh, that identifies our businesses as BBB members. Also, the show gives us the opportunity to interact and educate the general public about why you should be looking at BBB.org and sourcing information from the Better Business Bureau before you're selecting a business to work with or purchase from. So, uh, Rebecca, if you just want to review the uh, show times and uh, tell us what we should have uh, in terms of admission uh, cost. 
Of course. So again, the show um, runs Saturday from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Sunday, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. And you're looking at $12 for an adult, $9 for a senior, and children under 12 are free. Well, Rebecca, thanks very much for your time this morning, and we'll see you at the show. Thank you. We look forward to seeing some smiling faces. Rebecca Wilcox is the uh, sale coordinator with the Lifestyle Home Show. And Linda, if they don't see us at the uh, Lifestyle Home Show, they can visit us online anytime. Absolutely. You can connect through the website bbb.org backslash western hyphen Ontario. And contact us anytime on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at BBBWesternONT. And if you have a question or a guest suggestion, tweet us at hashtag AskBBB. And if you are interested in becoming a BBB-accredited business, call us or go online to BBB.org backslash Western-Ontario and become part of one of the largest business networks in North America. Well, that's our time for this edition of Ask BBB. So until next time, I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Remember... Ask BBB. And start with trust.